If you've ever clocked out for breakout work and never clocked back in, this is the podcast for you. You're listening to Jobs on Jobs with Kelly Queen. Hello. You hear that? We're back. Um, it's been a while since I recorded an episode. My last one was about the Baymont. Go listen. Um, and I recorded a couple weird ones in between. Sorry if you had to hear that. Um, I've just been going through it and it's been a like rough couple of months, but we're doing all right now. We're doing all right. So I just, you know, decided to come back and continue my story. So yeah, um, I ended up quitting my job so I know I mentioned in like the last episode that there would be two more episodes until we got to my current job but now I quit it so it's gonna be this episode and then the last job I worked at but I mean you'll see so (laughs) there's gonna be quite a few more episodes left but we are nearing to the end of my story um so yeah I just wanted to keep that in mind And then I mentioned in the last episode that I do want to do another podcast after this. And so I really need to think about that next project. Um, So, yeah, I decided that when this one is done, it's done. And I might come back occasionally and like post an additional episode when I do another job. So that's what I've decided to do with this um, podcast. Um... But enjoy the last couple of episodes. Um, I say last couple episodes, but (laughs) it could be five more episodes. It could be ten more episodes. I didn't really sit down and, like, you know, write out all the other jobs I had. So five to ten more episodes, I guess. Um, If I do these every week again, five to ten more weeks. It's, like, a couple months um, worth of this. That's actually, that's kind of a lot. So, yeah. Um, but this is not really a job that I did. It's a job that I almost did. And I want to explain why I didn't end up doing this job. Um, and it's a little embarrassing. And I've told this story to a couple people, but never publicly. And so I just ask that you guys, um are respectful and you don't come for me and you um just listen to my story so yes this is a judgment-free zone it is the planet fitness podcast so there's that um basically after the baymont i was trying to find another job i wanted to get like a good paying job that i could do So, I applied to work at the hospital um, in the kitchen because I had a lot of, like, kitchen experience. Um, And, yeah, I was just trying to find a job at this point, you guys. Um, I had just dropped out of school, and, like, that that was a lot. I explained to you guys why I did that. Um... It was just a very... I was coming off of, like, a really stressful time. Um, So, that's kind of where I was at in life. Um, I had just moved home 
I had said that in a previous episode. And, you know, I don't love this town. Like, it is what it is. I used to hate it. And now I feel neutral about it, which I think is a good place to be. Um, Like, it's fine. I don't want to be here forever, though. But I don't have, like, the same pain and resentment that I used to have. And I think that's good. Um, And I think it's mostly because, like, people have, like, moved away, moved on, like, whatever. Like, I don't really run into people from my past a whole lot. um, Which is really good because I hate that. (laughs) I hate it so much, guys. Um... You know, there still are some negative memories, and then there's some good memories, so, you know, half and half, but I used to hate this town so much, so when I came, I was just trying to make the best of things, but at the same time, when you have such strong feelings about anything, I feel like no matter how hard you try to just make it good, like eventually you're gonna crack if you don't like address the problem and so that was kind of the case with me like I'm trying to you know make this good make this good make this good but I'm still feeling some type of way so yeah it's not gonna be a good experience because I still have that resentment um and so that's kind of what the move was like um Yeah, so I come back, you know, trying to find a job. I was trying to find a job for a long time, like a month or two. Um, I know people try and find jobs for a longer time than that. And I'm kind of in that boat right now, not going to lie. But at the time, like, there are a lot of jobs in town. And, you know, it's not a big town. So it used to be easier to find a job than it is now. Um, so, I don't know, it's kind of frustrating, um, but yeah, so I got this interview at the hospital, and first, it's a phone interview, so I just remember talking on the phone with them about the position and everything, and I had worked, um, at a nursing home, and you guys know that, in the kitchen, so it was kind of like a similar position to that, So I was pretty excited about that just because I liked my nursing home job. Um, And it paid really good, you guys. And you guys, if you make more money, you're going to laugh. But I think it was like $14 or $15 an hour. And I was like, oh my god, that's so amazing. (sighs) Oh, a livable wage? Wow, amazing. I'm rich. But, you know, that's how it is. That's how it is. And even if I got like a $15 an hour job right now not complaining like that would be really good I'm looking for that um yeah Mm -hmm. pay your workers um but yeah I was like okay that's really good um so I got a second interview um I'm trying to think of what I was wearing I was wearing like an ugly outfit (laughs) Um, one thing about me is I don't know how to dress. (laughs) I really don't know how the fuck to dress. I am not going to lie. Um, because I can do casual. I love a good leggings and t-shirt moment. Perfect. I can do 
sweatshirts and leggings. I can do sweatpants <laughs> and a t-shirt. Like, I can do that just fine. Um, right now, I'm, like, not gonna lie, in between sizes, bitch got a little chunky. <laughs> so, you know, I used to be good at a little jean and, like, um tank top moment going out oh she's hot lately not so much um yeah but anyways I can do that with some heels I can't yeah that's pretty much it I have going to the gym and I have going to the bar down and I have going to bed those are my three looks um so a job interview look no not for me um so I think I stole some of my mom's clothes I was wearing like black pants and I think either a white or black top and then this black and white jacket that literally goes down past your ass um it doesn't button or zip up or anything it just kind of hangs there it's like a big old cardigan not quite a cardigan I don't know what it is but it's this like white and black jacket and I felt it kind of looked like a doctor <laughs> jacket. So I'm like, okay, hospital, like, let me kind of, like, slip in here. It was, like, it wasn't checkered, but it was, like, that black and white, like, pattern thing. Sorry, I'm not making any sense. But, yeah, I was like, let me send him subliminal messages with his check. <laughs> so silly, so stupid. Um, but that's what I did, and it worked. So, yeah, they came and got me. We went to this, like weird office in the basement situation and it was two people and I hate when two people are interviewing you it is so awkward um and I especially hate when they write shit down it's like okay this is awkward um and that's kind of the vibe it was um and yeah I did the interview did a good job, went home, and they offered me the position. So, basically, they gave me a phone call, and they're, like, telling me about how um, the position pays really good, these are your benefits, and so the way they do onboarding is they do a orientation with, like, a bunch of people who are starting at the same time from, like, different departments in the hospital, and you basically do, like, a class about, like, their policies and shit. I guess they have a lot, so you have to go to orientation for, like, I think it was maybe a week. It was, it was a process, um, and then you get to do, like, on-the-job training, um, but first you have to do a physical, um, ahead of time, and so I scheduled that, like, maybe a month out or a couple weeks out, um, but I thought I was gonna make so much money, so I'll just, um, schedule this out, like, it's fine, and just, you know, chill in the meantime, um, and so that's what I did, so I think it was, like, a couple weeks out, I was supposed to have the physical, so, um, I'll say I was working out at the time, like, I was pretty in shape, like, I wasn't not in shape, um, like, it's really weird because this was, like, the beginning of, like, my fitness journey. <laughs> so, I had just started working out a lot. Um, and then after this, I ended up getting in really good shape and then getting really out of shape after. <laughs> it's a process. Um, I feel like how I am right now is how I was then, like, just starting to work out again. Um, 
but yeah but I was fine like I knew I was fine um so I wasn't worried about it at all I think it was just one of those things where you have to like walk on a treadmill and like lift boxes to show that you can like do the job so I wasn't concerned um but I do and I did have very bad anxiety um and so throughout this whole process I was self-medicating like I was um I was using illicit substances (laughs) yeah no I was um definitely um taking Xanax like you know the thing is that is upsetting is that I really wouldn't get high off of it very often (laughs) um I would just take it because my fucking mind is evil like I was given a very mean brain and constantly every single day I get like these mean messages in my head like you're ugly you know you're too loud you're too quiet you're annoying you know everyone hates you um they don't want you here you know stuff like that like they think you're stupid I get like those freaking voices in my head constantly and at the time I didn't know how to shut them off so I turned to drugs I have to sneeze hold on girl okay I think it passed me if it comes up it comes up but that was like my reasoning for that and I am pretty sure that I talked about it in the past on this podcast but it continued like this has been something I've been dealing with for the past five years and I will get clean um which is really good um and then you know I'll get into these like funks of just like anxiety and depression and like not know how to deal with it in any other way because you know I've done drugs I've been high I know how that is and it's better than just living in a constant state of fear and anxiety and unfortunately like the drugs help me get the job like I wouldn't have done that interview if I wasn't on one like I wouldn't have and like that's what's so unfortunate um but the problem is is that um that's illegal you know I shouldn't be doing that you know and I know a lot of people say like you know just go to a a psychiatrist go to the doctor like whatever like they'll prescribe you stuff but the thing is is that since I have that nothing else that I'm prescribed is good enough (laughs) It's such a slippery slope, you guys. Um, And since I am bipolar, um, regular anxiety medications don't work on me. Um, It's a thing. Look it up. But bipolar people can't take SSRIs, uh, which is like the anxiety, um, antidepressant, like kind of medications. um, Because... the way our like brain chemistry is is that it will make us manic um so it won't do anything for the anxiety it'll just you know cause mania um 
so I can't take those, and so I'm limited in what I can take. Um, benzos works, um, and it's just really bad because it's really addictive. And if you don't have a prescription, it is illegal, and it also fucks up your brain. Like, my memory is so bad because of all the drugs I took. And sometimes my speech is bad, too. And that's embarrassing because I like to do things like podcasts and make YouTube videos. But if I'm over here slurring my words, like, that's not good. (laughs) And so, yeah, I knew it was bad, but, like, I just didn't have another way to deal at the moment. I was dealing with a lot of, like, trauma and depression and just gone through the worst so that's why i was doing drugs i know it's not good and i'm not proud of these times um but i just wanted to explain why i did it um instead of you know people just thinking i was bad or i was trying to get high like i wasn't i was trying to live (laughs) like that's it um like never judge somebody for you know substance use issues because it's always mental health behind it it's always mental health at the end of the day and that's why people turn to those things it's not because you know they just want to do illegal shit like that's not it but anyway so I go to the physical I didn't know it was a drug test I walk in the door and they hand me a clipboard they're like okay you just need to sign these papers and then we'll do the drug test you want water you guys, I had taken a pill that morning. I cannot do a fucking drug test. Like, I look over the thing and see, what, like, what the terms and conditions are. And I'm, like, looking at this clipper for a long ass time. They must have been on to me because um, I was just, you know, looking through this paperwork a little too hard. Um, and I read over the part that talked about drugs and it said that like if you're positive like you can still work there but um they'll make you go to their rehab facility (laughs) and that's kind of like the terms and conditions it's like hey if you test positive for anything like you can still work with us but you have to go through our freaking rehab program first and i was like hell to the no i was a, I didn't want my parents to find out. If I was in rehab, they would find out. And I also wasn't ready to give it up yet. So I basically left the clipboard on the chair, told them, hey, I'm going to run in my car real quick, went out to the parking lot, and never came back. And do you want to know something that is so entirely fucked up and just like a whole fuck you to me? When I was in the parking lot, like leaving... The car behind me had a license plate that said Xanax. X-A-N-A-X. Xanax. Like, it literally said that on the license plate. I thought I was really tripping at that point. I was like, what the fuck? But no, I'm not shitting you. That's what it said. And I was like, this is a sign. I need to quit. Did I? No. (laughs) I did not. Um, But, yeah. That's what happened with that. Um, and eventually I did quit, and then I started again, and then I quit again, and then I started again. It's really, it's a cycle. Um, right now, I recently had, like, a slip-up, um, which I guess I'll talk about eventually, but, um, I recently quit again, um, for, like, the fifth time, 
Um, and it's just really hard. I mean, I don't really know. I don't really know. But I'm trying to be held more accountable this time. And I think that's what's different than all the other times. Um, and if you know addicts, like, you know the whole thing. You know the whole spiel. It's like, um, yes, I did that. I'm good now. Like, I'm doing so good. And that's what we want to think. But, you know, there's always going to be those tendencies. And if you're put in a vulnerable situation, you need to have the tools to, you know, resist those urges. Um, And so that's what I'm trying to do right now. I'm trying to get those tools. I'm trying to collect those resources. Because even though things are good right now, you know, they can go south real quick. So for me, like, it's very important um, to make sure that I'm holding myself accountable, for one. Um, You know, I'm trying to go to group and go to therapy and, like, do my freaking workbook and, like, you know, do all that. Count the days, you know, just so I know, you know, hey, it's been 18 days, you know. You can do this. Go 19, go 20, go, you know, 60. Suddenly it's 365, you've done a year. You know, it's really good. Um, And before, I think I would just, you know, say, I'm quitting, I'm done. But I would never um, get any type of help. I would just do it on my own. And so this time I'm trying to not do it on my own so much. And it's really hard for me because I don't like asking for help. Um, But that's just something that I had to do. So... That's kind of what's up. Um, It sucks that this is still something that I am dealing with and struggling with. Um, And I know that, like, my addiction has cost me a lot. Like, it's cost me um, friendships and jobs and, you know, stuff like that. Like, it's held me back a lot. Um, But it also helped me get through some dark times. (laughs) I hate that. It caused more problems, though, than it helped, for real. Because after those, like, times, you have to rebuild, and it's just, like, it's a lot. You know, we could have skipped this part, but at the end of the day, it is what it is. So that's the time I lost my job because I was on Xanax, but I didn't even start the job. So anyways, yeah, this is kind of a bummer episode. I wish I could, like, have, like, a big old success story at the end of it, but I'm still struggling, and so that's the thing, is that I feel like in the past I would like to say, yeah, this is in the past, this is over for good, like, whatever, but now I'm starting to realize that this is something I'll probably be dealing with for the rest of my life, so might as well just keep it real. Um, So, yeah, hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, Don't do drugs. Yeah, goodbye. Thank you for listening to this podcast. All stories are true, unfortunately. Although names have been changed for confidentiality reasons. Tune in next week for some more wild stories. Bye-bye.